are not meant to just be that same person that we were a year ago, if not even yesterday. If I was the same person that didn't have any nuances and being brave to chart different things and to be brave at sucking at something new, then you probably wouldn't be listening to The Brave Table. You know, we are constantly pushing our edges of discomfort. And maybe you're here because you are like me and you are like, okay, I know my family deserves better. I know I deserve better. And I know collectively as humanity, we deserve better. We should be able to have these brave conversations. Emotions high this time of year? I know that some of you have been feeling the weight of your emotions. And if you've been told you're too much or you're too emotional, or maybe feeling that you're an empath and you don't have a place for your emotions to live, I invite you to this Embrace Your Emotions 90-minute workshop that I'm hosting. If you've been feeling angry, rageful, or burnt out, resentful, or maybe just been feeling that you haven't been heard, seen, or understood, this is a place for you. We are going to go over the different kinds of emotions that we go through when we are navigating through tough times, when there is so much bigness in the world, how to process and release them. And in these 90 minutes, I'm going to go over a playbook that will not only help you build unshakable resilience, but also give you the tools to reset and help you regulate your nervous system. Finally, bounce back from anything that comes your way. I know you're going to get so much value out of this 90-minute conversation. So sign up. Claim your seat and grab the replay at neethabushan.com forward slash emotions workshop. That is neethabushan, N-E-E-T-A-B-H-U-S-H-A-N.com forward slash emotions workshop. And I'll see you there. Well, hello there, loves. Welcome to another episode of The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha, and this is your destination. This is your oasis to be all things just a little bit more brave. Brave in your actions, in your relationships, and in your life. And today, if you are just tuning in, tuning in for the first time, I'm so, so glad you are here. This is your home, your oasis to be all things just a little bit more brave. And we are braving brave conversations because guess what? It is that time of the year. I know that many of us are either celebrating Diwali or we just celebrated Diwali or we are going into full holiday season towards the end of the year. And this is where a lot of these things come up, where we are seeing family members that we haven't seen all year, people who don't necessarily have the same outlook on life that we do or have different ways of either parenting or different ways of living. And we are in close quarters with them. And we are seeing them for the very first time, maybe in six months or a year later. And maybe we are looking forward to seeing them or we're not, or we are obligated to or we're not. So we are literally uncovering and unpacking today how to begin to have brave conversations and how to protect yourself and have better boundaries when you are around family members and other individuals that maybe take from you or take from your energy and how to protect yourself during the holidays. And first, I came across this quote, and I just want to start here. When we avoid difficult conversations, we trade short-term discomfort for long-term dysfunction. And I want to say that again, because Peter Bromberg definitely had a point here. When we avoid difficult conversations, we trade short-term 
discomfort for long-term dysfunction. And this is so true because many times, well, I know that I grew up with thinking, okay, let's just shove it under the rug. Let's shove it under the rug. We're only going to see them for a couple of days and let's shove it under the rug. And let's just make peace and pretend that everything is okay. And because we're in and out of there. Now, for a very long time, I used to hate this idea of shoving it under the rug because I come from a place of deep vulnerability and let's have the confrontations if we need to have them. And I'm so passionate about sharing certain things and I want to have everybody on the health train. I want to have everybody on the personal growth train. And this was you know, me for very many years when I started my healing journey. You know, and I think that this is common for a lot of us. When we start something new, we are so excited. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, you found, you know, running and doing marathons, the thing for you. And so now you're like, everybody should be doing marathons. Everybody should be running. And then you realize, well, it's not really for everybody because then either you get injured or, you know, you figure out that's probably not your cup of tea anymore and you evolve. And this is what we do. We evolve, we grow, we learn, we unlearn. We are not meant to just be that same person that we were a year ago, if not even yesterday. If I was the same person that didn't have any nuances and being brave to chart different things and to be brave at sucking at something new, then you probably wouldn't be listening to the brave table. You know, we are constantly pushing our edges of discomfort, and maybe you're here. Because you are like me and you are like, okay, I know my family deserves better. I know I deserve better. And I know collectively as humanity, we deserve better. We should be able to have these brave conversations. Yet, I know so many people who are okay just fighting online, but they can't ever pick up the phone and actually have a fight on the phone. That they would much rather fight via text than getting face-to-face and have an actual brave conversation to share what is really going on in their heart and in their mind. That they are okay to hide behind a wall of social media platform than actually get in a Zoom room and share how they're actually feeling. That they would rather bully each other online than actually share how they're feeling face-to-face. And this is how we get into the idea of ghosting. This is how we get into the idea of saving face, that everything's okay. Oh, everything's okay. But then you talk behind each other's back because it's actually not okay. And... You know, just to give you context, I grew up in a household where my parents were immigrants, obviously, and they had the American dream story. And they were also keeping up with the Joneses. And they really just wanted a better life for us, like so many of the immigrants that, you know, come here to the West. And I think that oftentimes we put a mask, or at least this is what I grew up with, my relatives putting a mask in front of each other, pretending like everything's okay, when actually they're not even sharing some of their deep, dark, 
vulnerabilities or secrets or that they had a trigger with somebody or they had a negative charge with somebody else, that they were holding a grudge with another family member and then the cousins would feel it. And we as cousins loved each other, but we couldn't talk about the mom or couldn't talk about the uncle or couldn't share things. And so you had to pretend like everything was okay. And boy, did I grow up hating that. It's probably why I became like a spokesperson for my family. I became the black sheep or the rainbow sheep because I wasn't going to tolerate fakeness. I wasn't going to tolerate the fact that we were going to just pretend like everything's okay. And so I started to be the one to create havoc. And I was the commotion starter because the only time that you would actually try to resolve things was, guess what? Around the holidays. And then there was a period of time where I didn't want to go home. And there was a period of time where for years, probably like five to seven years when I was going through my own healing journey after my divorce and trying to rediscover myself and pick up all the pieces as one does, I decided that I no longer wanted to spend time with those people. I did not want to spend time with those people. And that worked for a period of time until I then started to have my own family. And refiguring out what I wanted to instill in them and how we were going to create different rituals and how we were going to create different patterns and how we were going to create different memories. And some of them include certain family members and some of them, we had to make peace with having those brave conversations. And so if you are in a position where you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm the commotion starter. I'm the one that's constantly trying to have these big conversations because I only see these people once a year. So I want to leave you with a little something. I want you to challenge yourself. What is it worth for you to bring up these conversations? And honestly, when we are meeting people for the first time and we're only meeting them maybe once a year, And for maybe certain people, I've even asked myself, is it worth it? Because where are they in their lifespan? Where are they in their years of life? You know, how much actual time do we have to spend with them? And is it actually worth it? Meaning that for some of my relatives, I know that they're probably not going to hear me. And I know that they're probably not going to be able to meet me where I need to be met. And so I have to be okay accepting where I'm at. I have to be okay being gaslit. I have to be okay that it's not going to probably be okay. And so that's with certain family members who I know is just not going to meet me where I'm at. And so this was going on for years. I had to be okay in a space of acceptance. Now, for certain you know, other people who maybe it's friends that you have lost connection with or you're reconnecting with and maybe you grew up with them or you only see them once in a year or relatives, cousins, and things like that where you don't necessarily share the same values. But for whatever reason, you feel obliged to see or spend time with these people because maybe there is something there. I first want you to discover why is it that you want to spend time with them? Because our greatest value, our greatest commodity that we have is our time and who we spend our time with. And I know that for a lot of our immigrant backgrounds, it's so easy to say, well, neither I grew up with these people. Like they went to high school with me or they were like my family friends and I like love being around them, but I don't really know what to talk to them about or our values have changed. Everything's shifted. And I know that 
there's a certain nostalgia when we're hanging out with certain people that we've grown up with or certain obligations that we have. Yet you get to choose who gets to be in your circle at this stage. And if they aren't lifting you up, if they aren't adding value, if it's not easy to be around them, then why do you choose to continue to have that? Because I'm a firm believer that people come in stages and they come in seasons. And there are seasons in life where maybe it is nourishing and there are seasons in life where maybe that ship has sailed. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it is what it is. And we try to mend and we try to want to go back to how things were, but it's not the same. And we have to be okay with letting that part go. And there would be a grieving process. But if you're like, actually, no, Neetha, I see there is this spark in this person that I want to continue having a friendship with, continue to have a relationship with, then are you okay with having a brave conversation? Because when we have a brave conversation, and I've had this recently with a few people, and honestly, I love having these. And honestly, we are now teaching our kids to have these conflict resolutions in our household because that's the only way we grow. And if I know one thing is for certain for this next generation growing up on phones, we're already seeing these damaging effects. Studies are already out there on the effects of how people who've grown up on cell phones, they're dating later, their social skills are you know, not there. They are so afraid of rejection. They don't have as much resilience built up because they haven't been able to face micro rejections in front of other people that they can hide behind a wall of a platform device. They don't have to pick up the phone like we had to. I mean, a lot of things are different. And so they aren't needing or wanting to put themselves out there and they don't have to. And so then the, the dating world becomes a little bit skewed and scary. Because God forbid I have to put myself out there. I'm just going to keep swiping. And then I wonder why I can't find that person that I love or the person that I want to spend my life with or that person for me. Because, well, you never really put yourself out there. And so how can we, if we're not even taught the skills to have hard conversations, to have brave conversations? And it starts at home. And so if you're a parent, First, I want to ask you, are you okay with having hard conversations? Or are you one that just nips it in the bud, shoves it under the rug, and pretends like everything is okay? Because, well, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want to go there. Ah, they didn't. You know, it wasn't that bad. And I hear this from people pleasers a lot. And so if this is you, I have one invitation for you. What would it be worth in order for you to flex your muscles to actually share what is on your heart, to share that maybe you didn't enjoy that thing that they did, or it wasn't right on them sliding you in whatever way, or the fact that they were paying attention more on their phone than than you, how did that make you feel? And it's so easy to brush it off because I see this happen a lot. But then we have this pent-up resentment that then turns into, oh, I'm going to distance myself. I'm going to not be as close. I am going to just let it go and just not pay attention and just not have that conversation. I encourage you to be brave and to share what's been on your mind and to share, not coming from a place of emotional dumping. That's not what I'm talking about. And if you are curious for more I will link 
a very special invitation in the show notes on actually how to have brave conversations. Yet, this is something that I think it's a universal skill that we have lost. And as we are heading into the holidays, I want to ask you, how are you placing your measure of the way you are having and the ability of you to have uncomfortable, brave conversations and to lean into that discomfort and to have that risk and express your edges of being vulnerable because that's what it really is. To be able to share with somebody that they hurt your feelings, to be able to share with somebody that they misinterpreted you or misunderstood you without having to ghost, without having to delete their message, without having to avoid. That is the real work. That is the invitation that I have for you today. And that is the question that I have. How would that serve you? How would that make you a better leader? How would that make you a better friend? I can share in this instance with a friend that recently we had a I want to say uh, a disagreement. And it was, you know, the context, the short story of the context was we were going to an event and I had mentioned something that, you know, and it was just a joke because I like to be playful and I like to be joking. And it was coming from a place of love, of course. Yet she was going through a dark time. And so she took and misinterpreted that joke. She took it as something that really took her back to grade school and high school. And she was so taken back by this thing that I had shared that she decided not to come to a sister gathering that we were having. And you know, we were all looking forward to this. And she had said, you know, I am really upset with you right now. And I know this has nothing to do with your heart. This has everything to do with me. But I have to sit this one out. And, you know, then I shared back. I said, thank you for sharing this. This is not like you. Is there something else going on? And can we actually talk about it? And she's like, I'm not ready to, you know, speak about this. And so I said, okay. And, you know, I know how her pattern is because we are close. And so I shared, you know, I know it feels easy for you to push people away, but I'm not going to let you do that because I love our friendship too much. And I know we can have a conversation about it. And that took bravery, but it also took really trusting and understanding that maybe she had a bad day, maybe she was going through something, and she obviously was. And it had nothing to do with me, although past versions of myself could probably get upset, angry, annoyed, frustrated, judge her, judge myself, and even brush her off and say, oh my gosh, come on, it was just a joke. But really pay attention. And I even said, do we need to have boundaries created to know what is right and what isn't right to share in conversation? And she says, no, I don't want you to have to dim your light around me. This is my shit and I have to work on it. And so what I'm sharing, you know, this here for anybody who's ever had a misunderstanding with a friend or a disagreement with a friend or a family member or a loved one is that 
it's easy for us to push triggers and we will push our triggers with people who are closest to us. But it's brave to have those solid conversations and trust and know that each person is coming from a place of love. That's the first and foremost thing that we can do. And secondly, if it's so important to fight for that friendship, to fight for that relationship, if that really means a lot to you. And that's what I shared with her. I said, I'm not going to let you do what I know that you do is to push people away. I'm not going to let you do that because I'm here for the long haul. And that's what I shared. And she said, it felt so good for you to share that as a friend because I've had friends who then ghost me when I share my feelings, who don't even reply back, who think that it's the end of the conversation or the friendship because I just shared what was on my mind. And so this is just a reminder that we just don't know what other people are going through. Give the other person the benefit of the doubt and be willing to fight for that friendship and or relationship if it means something for you. But it has to come from a place of, hey, I know this is not you. I know that there might be something else going on. Can we have that conversation? So if you're curious to have more brave conversations and to know how to do it, go ahead. There is a link in the show notes of today's conversation. And I can't wait to support you in what that could look like and support you, especially during the holidays and even going forward. And if this conversation benefited you or it landed in a particular way, please let us know. Tag us at The Brave Table on Instagram. Tag me at Neetha Bushin. Let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if this has helped a relationship in your life. And maybe you're just ready to let go and that's okay too. I wish you all the best during this holiday season and that you protect yourself, your boundaries. And if you haven't already left us a five-star review, that would be my ask. I'm so grateful for you to tune in day in and day out and literally grow this community. It is my honor to serve you. And my vow is to make these even more juicier, more helpful, more valuable, to be more brave in our endeavors, in having more deeper and meaningful connections wherever we go. So if you screenshot your five-star review on iTunes and send it to us at support at globalgrit.co, we will send you a free gift. So as always, have a great day, have a great weekend, and don't forget to be just a little bit more brave. Right.